hello and welcome to the Shaman's Cave and I'm Renee Barabal, the Practical Shaman and I'm really excited to be here today with... I'm Sandra Ingerman and I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico and happy to be with Renee and all of you today. That's great. Well, if you listen to our last show, it was about the, the, the shadow, the personal shadow more and then we're going to carry that further into the collective shadow today because they're so interrelated and interwoven. You can't really talk about one without talking about the other. And then Sandra's going to lead us in an exercise at the end. So stay tuned. We have a wonderful show for you today. Yeah. Um, um, this can seem a little bit off topic, but... Um, one of the reasons the shadow became so important for me to bring into my work, into my books, into my writings, into my teachings, was to watch how the shadow would operate at my workshops. And, um, you know, I've been teaching shamanism all over the world um, for 35 years. And one of the things, any of you who have taken workshops and who do spiritual work and do ceremonies, know that there are certain ceremonies, there are certain exercises that get the group so high and in a loving place. We're all in love with each other. We're all in love with life. And then, um, I, you know, people would go to bed, the ceremony was over, and they'd come to class the next day. And I would say to people, how many of you hate everybody sitting in the circle today? You were in love, literally in unconditional love with everybody in the circle last night at the end of our ceremony. How many of you want to go home, hate me, and don't like our group? And the group would just laugh hysterically at that. People didn't raise their hands. And I saw this in workshop after workshop after workshop because the, um, those bliss states that we go into uh, when we perform ceremonies and when we have these amazing group bonding experiences, they take us up to the highest light of life. And those shadow states that we get into, no, I never liked Sandra and I never liked anybody in the group. The shadow takes us to the deepest states inside of ourselves. And so they're really important to acknowledge. And um, I found in the beginning when I started teaching some of my workshops, if I didn't talk a little bit about the shadow and just say, that you know the light brings us to the joy and the bliss and the shadow brings us to a deeper part of ourselves where a lot of alchemy work can begin alchemy being able to um, transmute and change heavy leaded consciousness into gold consciousness you have to get down to that heavy leaded consciousness before you can make gold out of it. And so I found that if I didn't acknowledge the shadow, after a ceremony, somebody would fall down or somebody would get bad news. It was like something external had to come in 
to help us to bring balance into our ceremony, into our work, because the dark and the light always exist on this planet. It's, it's a balance. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. It isn't light all the time. Um, you might be in the midnight sun for a few months, or you might be in the darkness for a few months, but we do know that the light's going to come back, the darkness is going to come back. It's just part of nature. And so, you know, in the collective right now, we're using the word the shadow a lot. Um, we use the word the shadow to describe um, a lot of the unconscious behavior, the lying, um, the stealing. Um, there's so much dishonesty and such a lack of compassion um, from a whole part of our uh, collective. And I think part of it is because people are feeling so overwhelmed. They really, it's not that they don't care, it's they're too overwhelmed to do anything. And so we talk a lot about the shadow, we talk a lot about the dishonesty, we talk about all the lies and what's being hidden, but that's a part of life and that's a part of nature too. And so in our last show, Renee um, showed us an exercise, led us through a brilliant exercise of how we could start to look at what's being hidden in us that's manifesting outside in the world around us. And for me, with the collective, the shadow is just, it's a natural part of what's going on in life because there's the light of life, there's the goodness of life, and then there's the separation. And when we get into separation, we get into judgment. And, and it's just part of life. And it's part of nature where there's always going to be the light and the dark. Yeah, something has come up for me recently. I shared recently on Facebook this picture of a bird. And it was a picture that said the right wing and the left wing are both part of the same bird. And so for me, that was this really important understanding, like, you know, can I really talk about saving the ocean as I keep using plastic bags and if, you know, and I, you know, use plastic containers and now we're having everything shipped to ourselves, which is creating a plethora of cardboard boxes. And I mean, all of these things. And, and so am I conscious when I'm in the grocery store aisle of how I'm contributing to, you know, what's going on? And I really have to own that part of myself that hasn't been, is I've been more convenient than conservative. And so I have to really be careful where I, I'm living in a glass house and I can't throw rocks. Right. Well, you know, I had an, uh, an interesting thing. Um, I presented on a summit recently and um, people liked my presentation. And so, um, the organization that I worked with sent me the evaluations of my summit and my summit presentation and, and they were all wonderful, but they don't leave out the negative, which is good because it's good to always see what triggers people. And it was really interesting to read. I, I was basically talking 
like you, that we have to be aware of the materials we, we make out of our sacred tools, which we did a show on. We have to be careful about our use of plastic and, and how we're using resources. And it was really interesting. Her response to that was, what all you did was plant seeds of fear in me. Um, Mother Earth is gonna give us everything everything. We don't have to clean up. We don't have to worry about resources. We don't have to deal with anything. Mother Earth is going to give us everything we need. And I, I just thought, wow, I mean, talk about not being willing to look at the shadow and how this generation believes, uh, not all of us, and I hope not those of you listening to the show, that we have the right to destroy an entire planet just for ourselves and that mother earth doesn't care essentially mother earth doesn't care because we're not here long enough but she will get rid of us we don't have to worry about that i'm not worried about that but but to be that selfish that's a real shadow state in our collective of what all you did was plant seeds of fear because you asked me to live life more consciously. That's a shadow state, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and so, you know, part of the issue with the shadow in the collective is all wound up with entitlement and selfishness, you know, um, being uh, self-absorbed. And... Um, it's just part of life is where you're going to have people agreeing and disagreeing. You're going to have people who um, look for more spiritual ways to work in the midst of the shadow. We see a lot of that. And then you find uh, the people who get afraid in these deep shadow times that we're in right now, who are looking at uh, 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 an authority figure who just says, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. Just vote me in, I'll take care of everything. And we know through history, the trouble we've gotten from that. But you can see the split that's happening uh, through the shadow because the shadow either makes people wake up and say, I need to attend to this, which is what we'd hope for in a conscious culture, or people give up their power and their authority because they're too afraid of the shadow states that are coming up. Um, and they just want somebody to take care of them. Um, and so, you know, the shadow, again, as I keep on saying, it's a normal state and it's part of our humanness and it's part of our personality and our ego and where we go when we feel afraid or when we feel entitled or that something is happening to us. But it's also a normal state. And so um, it's also a beautiful state when we look at the shadow in itself and its role in nature, um, we can get some really profound messages. Absolutely. One that's been on my forefront lately, and it started a year ago when I went to teach at Omega, and I had this vision of, oh, I'm going to go sit at the lake, and I'm going to swim in a lake, and well, the lake was closed due to some algae fungus, and you know, that's happening more and more, 
and where I've read about the algae and the funguses is in many of the um, traditional mythologies, when the wind stopped blowing, there the lakes got covered with algae and all of this stuff. And you know, and I know the wind, you know, the physical wind is blowing right now, but there's some spiritual wind that's not blowing maybe as much as it could. And so yesterday, one of um, one of my Facebook friends, you know, had their daughter swimming in this this lake, this river. And I was like, wow, how lucky these children are because so many other places in the country right now, you can't swim in the lakes anymore. You can't, you know, the ocean, I mean, it's, it's risky. I mean, and I don't mean this, you know, to be a Debbie Downer or anything like that, but just as an idea that, you know, we really, yeah, the earth's gonna give you everything you need, but you're not gonna be able to swim you know, you're going to have to stay in the house more because you're not going to be able to breathe. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my friends stayed home last winter so that they didn't catch the plethora of viruses and the flus and all of these things that are out there. And that, you know, the energetics of the of our world is certainly revealing an ugly head of what we've what we put in that mirror is now being revealed back to us. And our level of tolerance seems to be increasing. And, and I, I guess that goes back to the, the session we did on adaptation. Still, it's like, is this really what we want to offer to the next generations or the next right. seven generations? Or are we just so selfish that we don't really care? Yeah, and, and again, I, I do believe that people feel really overwhelmed by um, a lot that's happening, and we do. We, we owe it to ourselves, actually. Let's just bring ourselves into this. We, we owe it to ourselves to uh, clean up um, our projections and to acknowledge the shadow parts of ourselves and to acknowledge the shadow of what's going on in the world. And for me, what happens is then you bring in uh, the piece around honor and respect. And when we bring in how we honor the rest of life and how we honor the collective, even in its shadow state, something happens, something changes, something transforms because we took off the cover and we were willing to look in. We didn't need to close our eyes and say, I don't wanna see. It's let's look in to how deep this goes, how dark this goes. And when we look in as an observer and are willing to fully embrace that, that's when things start to clean up. That's when those spiritual winds start to blow again because we were willing to put our attention there, which leads to honor and respect, which leads to love and light, which leads to transformation. That reminds me of what I was writing this week. I've been working on an outline for a new, a new book, I guess, <laughs> for lack of better. And one of the things that I was reminded of as I was writing was, this isn't the first time we've stood at this doorway. You know, Enlil got mad at us. You know, the wind god got mad at humans being disrespectful and making too much noise. And boom, we had, you know, we had the, a flood and we had, you know, the, the, the natives said the comet hit the planet. 
when people were being disruptive and disruly and you know unruly so throughout time and i think i was just reading an archaeological magazine where human life goes on way before we even thought of it you know yeah. that we've been on and off this planet so many times that you know we're we're really like you know mosquitoes <laughs> and and so like you know it's kind of we're we're we we our egos which is the the personal shadow work makes us think that we like you know have some big control over all of this and what's really bothered me the last few years about the collective shadow is i thought for the last 25 30 years that when i was waking up that all of these other fellow wake people waking up with me we were all going to get to this doorway and we were all going to open it together mm. and instead we've allowed all of this infighting and this inbreeding and this thing to separate us people who were really there to help wake people up and all of a sudden people who are awake are on opposite ends of the spectrum about what the next right move is right yeah yeah I think. no it's amazing how the spiritual community has allowed itself to get tricked by the collective shadow because the spiritual community has actually allowed itself to get tricked into uh, the place of separation that the shadow is 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 uh, performing right now in the world. It's all about pulling people apart, and and the the spiritual community instead of saying, "Wait, there's a trick going on," what we need to do is we need to bond together in such a strong force to meet this level of division. And um, instead, um, uh, people are just allowing themselves to split. And um, I find it really sad. When 9-11 um, when happened, um, I, I had a, a really strong vision about how the people who went after um, America I could actually see in a journey the solidity, their their solid energy. It was so such a solid force marching forward to destroy. And I said the cure for this is for our country and our culture to create that solid force and move forward to resist any kind of attacks. And that was what, in like 2003, something like that. And what I've been watching, because I keep writing about it on my newsletter, is about solidity is more important than division right now. That's our hope, is if we would form a solid collective community. And I've been writing about that since 2003, but what I'm watching, because I'm out there on social media as much as um, Renee is in and, and others, is I'm just watching the split. Since 2003, the split in the shamanic community has just been growing deeper and deeper and deeper. And so it's like we're allowing ourselves to get tricked by the shadow. And we're allowing that to happen because those of you who are working spiritually have enough sense to know that this is the time to come together. <laughs> One time I ended up at this lecture by Barbara Mondra, and I don't even know her last name, but 
she was talking about back then, and it was years ago, that what we were foolishly unaware of was that the other side or the other, you know, the other aspects of, um, you know, that us shamans or us we, who we believe were light workers weren't the only ones who knew magic, weren't mm. the only ones who knew how to play with the energy field. And, and that's becoming really increasingly apparent, whereas uh, there's a story of the wind god, um, Elmarion, the Phoenician, and, you know, he created this, this statue from his, uh, out of the smithy. And this statue, like it was otherworldly, but it had no purpose. It had no, it had no value to add of service into the world. And it just brought a lot of uh, disharmony and, and, you know, starvation and all those things and, and a, a, this loneliness inside. And so when we, we fool ourselves, when we think that we're the only one with, you know, who know how to make wind knots or, you know, I mean, this is like, it, it's not true. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. And, and, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't plant seeds paranoia. I just, I'm a, I'm a real science fiction person. And so I go into my own world. But what I watch is the magic being done on the spiritual community and the spiritual community not, not being willing to open their eyes to see what's happening. I mean, it, it just amazes me. It amazes me. Can't you see the magic that's being performed on this whole community right now to keep us in a place of separation? Can't you see it? And aren't you willing to say no to it and to tap into your power? And it's just been fascinating for me to watch over the years because there's, to me, there's a deliberate outside force splitting the spiritual community and the spiritual community it's like the shadow is just not willing to look at it wow that's a you can see you've got some passion around that subject I and, you, and we don't you know the the truth is is it goes back to go back to the first show that we did on the shadow because it starts with a real deeper awareness so like when when 9 11 hits there is, you don't need to go to the news to get the truth. Or when, you know, you don't have to listen to all the hundreds of different viewpoints out there. What we do need to do is we need to find that truth within ourselves. because even look like the, the preliminary elections that are going on now, you know, that there's 10, 15, 20 good people splitting ourselves apart. It's like, Oh, don't worry, you know, don't worry about them because they've got so many people over there. They're going to divide the vote by, you know, into the nth degree over here. If you're on this side and this side, it's like, you know, I, I don't I, I don't even want to go where 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 we're going. It's like because it, it's it's everything that I read about when I was when I, I mentioned in the, the other shadow about when I took the the course on the Holocaust. I was fascinated. This we're talking about when I was 20. I was fascinated 40 years ago, and who knows why, about what kind of a mindset we needed as a collective to be controlled like sheep. And so this has always been my question because I, I, I want to know that where I source from is really my true 
my true magnetic north and that might not be your true magnetic north or whatever, but it's for me, it's that I can understand what's going on in my world and that, that I can make a difference and show up by being friendly with all my neighbors. And I keep telling people that your neighbors are not going to be working against you if there's an earthquake. You know, we're, you know, we're like, we're fighting over like some big issues, but some silly issues all to boot. So, you know, you've really got to get clear. And I think that that's what Sandra's exercise is all about today. Well, actually, my exercise, um, you know, the shadow uh, talk is gets very impassioned. Um, <laughs> and so actually, my exercise is to help you come to uh, the inspirational place of seeing the beauty of the shadow instead of the terror of the shadow, um, all the destruction that the shadow does. Um, I want you to see the beauty in the shadow and how the shadow can inspire you because it's a part of nature. And nature always inspires us in so many different ways. And I've led this journey with thousands of people and we all come back going, oh my God, the shadow has such an important role here. The shadow is actually a beautiful part of life. Um, and so I just, I wanted to bring in, because when we talk about the collective and we talk about division, um, you know, we're feeding these energies into the shadow. We're feeding the shadow. The shadow loves to be fed, so that's good. But um, at some point, it's also really important for us to understand the nature of the shadow. And so I'm not going to give a lot of explanation around this. For those of you who actually know how to perform a shamanic journey and um, work with helping spirits, I want you, the intention is I want you to go to um, a helping spirit and just ask this one simple question, no other information. Show me the nature of the shadow, not my shadow. Show me the nature of the shadow. And for those of you who don't have a journey practice, I would suggest when the drumming begins to close your eyes and experience yourself um, body mind and spirit um, seeing hearing feeling tasting smelling yourself leaving your front door and walking into um, a beautiful garden uh, somewhere outside and ask for a helping being to show up um, to uh, show you the nature of the shadow. So the intention, whether you're going to a spirit you already work with, or if you're new to shamanic journeying, you're gonna be talking to a helping being in a beautiful garden in nature. Show me the nature of the shadow. Okay, so easy question. There's not a lot to it. And just be uh, open to amazement of the inspiration of what you're going to be shown about the necessity and the beauty and the life-giving force of the shadow. So here we go.
Welcome back, everybody. I hope you got some inspirational uh, messages. And if we were sitting in a circle together, I would ask every person to go around and say a word or a phrase that they got on this journey, because the answers that come are always so profound and completely reframe the collective shadow for us. Mm. And you can do that over at the the shaman's cave wall. We we'll start uh, we'll start a reframe about the shadow and what word that you got. Mine was really kind of a curious. I, when I walked out the door, I got this this new animal, and what I was mostly seeing was their 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 feet. It was like an owl with you know, but I was following behind the owl and it took me and showed me the place of chaos. Mm. The, you know that you know like because we've got called back so we might have to re revisit that to see what else there was to see but there was just that swirling chaos yeah that, that's all of it i love that yeah because chaos is definitely a strong component of the shadow that's perfect <laughs> and and as we know with the winds and uh weather patterns um you know, to get right in the middle of the chaos, you can get right in the middle of the eye of the storm sometimes too. <laughs> and I've taken people on journeys to the eye of the storm, which is, oh, which is a really revealing journey because you have to go through that outer shaky layer and then you get into that real peaceful place. So I'm sure there's maybe one of those on my website somewhere at thepracticalshaman.com. But if you want to get this in your weekly inbox, go over to shamanstv.com and there's a sign up box. And when you sign up, not only will you get this every week in your inbox at 9.45 a.m. 
Pacific Standard Time, but you also will get one of our, our journeys that we've pulled out from one of our shows. Yeah, it's really a delight to do the show with Renee. And um, we have such um, a wealth of material uh, on shamanstv.com. So thank you for joining us. And thank you for checking out the wealth of information that we have. And thank you for telling others about the show um, so that we actually can build a strong, focused community that can push back against um, the magic that's being done, the shadow that's being created in the collective through division, we can make a change through coming together in unity and love and mutual respect, even if we choose to work differently. That doesn't matter. It matters what's in our heart. So thank you, everyone. Blessings. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. Thank you.